0: quite hard because it was to to remember what it was like in the early noughties and 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 you think things have moved on but then i'm trying to i'm trying to put myself back at that time and what culture was like and how a character like him became so used and famous and kind of you know in the way that he was and yeah, and it's, it's very hard to remember that, but it, it was. Mainstream, mainstream media was pretty shit, really.
1: Yeah, it like was, that. and I think he, he was of, of its type, wasn't he? I remember thinking he's actually really quite a good stand-up comedian. He actually had some quite good material. The trouble is, when he got into the other stuff, he just his voice just grates on me so much, I don't listen to him because he bludgeons you with his views. So I just, you know, kind of just started to ignore him. And obviously he was carrying on doing all this other stuff. And I'd even forgotten what he was doing these days. I had no, I didn't realise he had six or seven million followers on, on YouTube and doing all the, the COVID stuff. I had, had the, no idea. Had no the, idea at the, all. He had the COVID COVID right turn. Yeah, all, all of that. So, yeah, I think you're right, though. You're kind of looking back early 2000s. It was a bit more Wild West, wasn't it, I suppose? You know, Big Brother yeah, and I all mean,
2: that. but. You know, I suppose it was the kind of height of new laddism, wasn't it? Kind of ir- supposed to be ironic. Turns out it wasn't ironic. It was just se- se- misogynistic, sexist, and, you know, at this end of the spectrum, um, abusive and, you know, probably criminal. Exactly. But, well, yeah,
1: I think we should leave it there, to be honest. I mean, I should say you are listening to For the Love of Pog, a podcast mainly about cycling, and thank God, not about Russell Brand. Well, I am here. Oh, we're not doing cheese hey, hey, Yeah, hey, we are still doing hey, cheese. Hey, Lo- Loz yeah. is here. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, and Andy is here. Yeah, Thanks. hey, hey, <laughs> hey. overwhelming. Stu, stew, stew is not here. Stu is not here. Mm-hmm. Now we've got to start with LaVuelta, haven't we? Now the last episode, last time we did this, just after the time trial, mm-hmm. someone on this podcast posed a question, and that question was: Is LaVuelta... About to become La Belta. Well, the next day, that completely fell apart, isn't it? Because Rempo, Remco fell apart. But then he mended himself the next day. Then, Jumbo Visma took us on the most bizarre journey. Seemingly be able to sort of create a bit of a, a bad PR, a PR car crash for having the top three in GC. And in the end, they got it over the line. But you wonder at what cost. And then we had the most incredible finish in Madrid with Caden Groves winning not just the sprint in the green jersey, but from the break. So I need to ask you both, are you still venting
2: over the Vuelta? Those. are you still I, I venting?
1: Actually, I, I'm actually going to...
0: Are you still I venting,
2: in... or, or, or was it just the dinner that you
0: had? No, I, I, think, I think I wasn't with you with the Vuelta, the, the La Belta previously, because I think I hadn't watched enough of it. But then, because it went so mental... And they the drama of a team imploding whilst winning at the same time yeah. <laughs> is kind of made it incredibly entertaining. And then they just let Remco go off and become a, a different race. And then that became entertaining. And then it just it just it just exploded into just utter craziness. So and then the last stage was brilliant, absolutely wonderful to watch, because that never happens, or certainly I've never seen it happen. So I think,
2: I think it did turn into La Belta in the end. Last stage was a sort of, um, uh, a a metaphor for the whole, the way the whole of cycling has now become, which is there's this group of, there's this group of kind of extraordinarily good riders who don't, who don't accept the rules as they are and just attack. And it was astonishing. Uh, it was astonishing and all, all power to them really, um, you know, all power to uh, Remco kicked that off, and all power to him. You know, there's some. uh You know, he's kind of like evil Pog, isn't he? He's kind of. <laughs> we don't, we don't like him very much because his personality is a bit. Wow, well, you know, we don't know, do we? But it, you but know, has he, from,
0: has he redeemed <laughs> warm, himself a bit,
2: yeah, by how he rode the last few days, and actually warmed to him a bit in the sense that I think the pro- pro- problem is he can't quite. uh You know, he can't. He can't stop himself, can he? Being kind of he can't. He's all. He's all. Everything's. He wears his heart in his sleeve, so everything's, you know, out in the open. You can see exactly what what kind of emotions he's feeling. But, but he was, uh, yeah. Just, just the attack was a, astonishing because um, he could have even chosen. It was you were willing them to get there,
0: and then there was that little moment we thought, oh, they're going to do the usual thing and they're going to absolutely cock it up when, you know, they've done so well to keep it out there. But then it only was redeemed because he decided to just go long and that, yeah. otherwise they wouldn't have made it. So he, yeah. he kind of finished it, finished off it being an exciting finish, even though he knew he wasn't going to win it.
1: Yeah, yeah I must admit, I was going to go back to Remco, but let, let's do him now because I think it that that the end of the race changed the way, almost I thought about the entire Velter. And it was fantastic to see, to see him in the break. And then he did the one move he tried to win it at the end, didn't he? He did try and win, but he led out Caden Groves. It, it, was, it was like he was thinking, we have to win this stage. Exactly. And the thing is, I thought about him different. I, I, that one moment has made me think about him differently. I'm thinking maybe he's redeemed in my eyes now. I mean, I, you know, the last episode, I probably rather cruelly wanted to rename him the ben- Belgian Belly Aker because he was belly aching. But I think during this Grand Tour, he may have changed the way he thinks about himself as a rider. And we may be thinking that he's different as a rider. I saw something lovely on Twitter. I think it was, is it Spokey Doke Bloke on, on Twitter? Said something like, maybe Remco doesn't want to, everyone thinks he has to be a grand tour rider. And maybe he doesn't want to be one. Maybe he's thought himself now. I, I think I like crossing the line with my hands in the air. And uh, I think yeah. this this welter, because the, 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 he lost 27 minutes. That was so bizarre in itself. Mm. And then to come back and win the next day, that was even more bizarre, really. But I suppose it was very, very Remco. And I think I actually do feel a bit differently about him now. He fronted up every day, didn't he? He interviewed every yeah. day, and he kind of—I don't know—I was dare I say it—I warmed to him. I am warming
2: to him now. <laughs> and and um, and obviously the, the he warmed to him, and he's king of the mountain bib shorts as well, because Did he didn't have the. He does not have the blue polka dot top. He had the blue polka dot. Uh, you went full well. full spots. I actually like
1: that blue polka dot jersey, but obviously not with the shorts because obviously that's wrong. But I think it's a jersey. I think it looks really nice. So what do we think then? Do we think is Remco redeemed in in your eyes now? I think,
0: I think you're right. I think he he, he may have he may just reassess I mean, reassess. I mean he he's such, he is such a good rider. He he will. He, I mean, he obviously, has won a Grand Tour.
1: No, has he? Hold on.
0: Let's get the facts. Yeah, yeah, right.
1: he won the, the Vuelta. Yeah, Yes, yeah, so he won the Velta. and so should he, probably would make probably well, we don't know. Probably in good space to, uh, fitness to win the Giro. So
0: in a way, he's got a chance to. You know, it's not that thing that's going to hang over him. He will go to the Tour next year and, and maybe think about winning it a different way. But I actually think he just he likes to go long, and he likes riding out on his own, and that may not suit him being a a, a Grand Tour rider that's going to win four or five. I don't. Maybe he's yeah. not. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, he's not gonna he's not gonna sit he's not gonna sit with the train and just tap it out for hours and hours, is he? Um, and and the great that's the greatest thing really to be celebrated about the you know which was encapsulated by that final stage, is that the you know thankfully although I do fear Jan Visma are capable of bringing it back. Those days of you know Team Sky and Froome are, are gone, and um, and it's just all about attack now which is fantastic you know it's all it's like a peloton full of contadors rather than a peloton full of Frooms, basically it does without
1: make for dro- exciting racing
2: it, yeah, yeah you're right and it does make for exciting racing
1: and you know we talked before about how when Cavendish is in the race you to take more notice of the sprint you think okay could this is going to be an exciting thing and you're kind of willing him to win when remco is in the race you're thinking well it's not going to be dull is it really there's something is something he wants something to happen even if it doesn't happen you know he's not going to just sit there and maybe that will he may not become a grand tour rider a, you know gc rider for that reason i don't
2: know um i was going to say anyway you're listening thinking. to the for the love of remco <laughs> podcast and we
1: <laughs> oh that was going to say will he be right you're running the tour next year but which jersey will he be wearing will he be an Ineos one rather than a Wow, Sudal, Quick Step one.
0: I think if he goes to win, else that that could be quite quite incredible, because you know two two massive teams suddenly with with it will be it will be full on behind those two riders, which and then if, if well the three teams then you've got three amazing if if Pog puts himself in the right position rather than trying to win everything leading up to it. It could, and it may not happen again. I mean, next year's tour mm-hmm. could be the one where it's the most intense, yeah. where all three oh, teams I are going to back it and try and get it.
2: I wondered if um, another option for Ineos might be kurs actually, but, um, you know, because whether he kind of secretly felt, but he's just so, he's so nice. It's ridiculous. I can't even be- I can't even think that he would leave a team with, um, you know over w- w- what happened to him in in those kind of stages um, before they were obviously told to um to respect the red jersey but he, he you know when on the angleroo he, uh, you you saw that you know clip of him afterwards apologizing to Landa for sprinting him i mean just it's just amazing how nice well, I, can you be
1: i know and i suppose he just wasn't you know he just wasn't expecting to be in that position was he i mean i know we um uh we we did need to talk about the, the, the three of them, Yuma Visma, because you said Loz at the beginning that it was exciting. But was it were we just excited because of the politics of the red jersey rather than exciting oh, yeah, because totally. of the racing? Yeah, totally. That was the thing, wasn't and,
0: it? And and actually but it was it, it was exciting because you because the actually the characters of those three had to come out a bit and you know because is a very nice guy obviously but had to then suddenly think well actually there's a massive backlash here someone and someone obviously must have had a word with him because then he started to be a bit more like well i do deserve i do i think i not i think i do deserve to be here so so i someone you know if, if you got the red jersey with three stages to go you should be saying no you need to back me now um there's no no one else as you said the other day matt
1: no one's challenging so therefore, you need to defend me. That's well. This that's is the Sean Kelly view, isn't it? The Sean yeah. Kelly view was that has he got the balls to stand in the sort of in the team room and say, right, I am in the lead by at that point. I think it was forty seconds. Yeah, you know, Remco has gone. Uh, I I can do this. I can do it. Therefore, you got to back me. So it's not about whether you've got to, You should respect the red jersey. It's I can do this. Therefore, we carry on as we are. But here's my question to you both, really, because this was a the the came for me came down to the, the, the sort of the issue between is it more important to respect the red jersey or are team orders more important what what what's the most important thing here because obviously he didn't go in as one of the he, he found himself in a lucky position and they didn't quite know what to do about it so what's the more important thing is is does the respecting the leader's jersey leader's jersey until it's attacked by somebody else? is that the most important thing? I yes, that's, I'm answering I, my own question. Really, that they. I think, that, it, was it. I think that,
0: that was the point, and I don't think there's ever been a race like this where suddenly there really wasn't anybody who was going to be able to attack it. Really, there just wasn't. There's not enough people. So all the big questions are: Why did Ving go there? That's the biggest question. Why? Why? When you had it, we had Rem um, Roglic as the lead, probably the lead person going into welter Why on earth? No one's no one's answered that question. Why did Ving really? What What was the point of them taking? Thing were they so scared of Remco? So what was that? That they've added their own problems by doing that, <clears throat> and then they didn't choose the right stage for the that leader to really put themselves in that position, and then they've left with with uh, uh, someone in, in in the red jersey that they didn't think, but well over it, two minutes ahead at one point, wasn't he? So then you think, well, then you do defend the red jersey, and if no one's no one's attacking, then that's what you do. And well, until the only that people, point the only where you think. Okay, if you want mm. to then say, well, our leader was the other person, then that person then just has to go on a big long attack to see if anyone can go with him, and then you sacrifice that for your race leader.
1: Well, the irony was the only people that were attacking were his own teammates. Well, on that... two stages—that <laughs> was a bizarre. <laughs> that was a bizarre thing. Andy, I think you're quite you're quite hot on this. You you think the red jerseys—that's is, it, isn't it? That's uh, team orders do not apply here, or whatever the original plan was.
2: Yeah, although I don't think I think prob- the problem was there probably weren't any team orders, which is why, because uh, I think team orders plus the red jersey, had they been, you know, you've got to defend the jersey, would have would have made it easier. But I'm not. I, I think they applied the team orders when they were put under a lot of public scrutiny, uh, shall we say, for uh, you know, with with big voices like Sean Kelly, clearly giving them a hard time. So. Um, I think it's really interesting. It put me in mind of the, you know the, um, you know when Bearstow stumps were thrown down by the Aussie keeper when he assumed the ball was dead and was, you know, the session was it the session or the over? I think it was the session was over, and he was walking, he was walking away, walking into the middle to have a conference at the end of the over. He assumed the ball was dead, it wasn't, Um, but there was a kind of, the the issue there was not sort of a, a factual, these are the laws of cricket. Well, it sort of was, but it was also a kind of etiquette, an etiquette, a political issue. You said political, and I think that's a really good way of putting it. And, uh, you know, all those issues around the red jersey are not written down in the laws of cycling. Um, they're, they're, they're a political thing. Um, but actually cycling is all the better, it's all the better for it, isn't it? It's all the better for the fact that on the last day of a grand tour, um, rarely put to the test, I suppose, if the time differences are tiny, it might be. But, you know, you don't... The, the GC racing is done. It's it's a, it's a those kind of unwritten rules, the etiquette, the politics of it that make it a fascinating... So for sport. me, the, the,
1: the relationship that I find most fascinating was between Roglic and Kuss, because I think Roglic probably went into it as the named rider, the leader, really. And he's sitting there thinking, well, OK... I've got a, we are respecting the red jersey but I know I'm better so as a, as a fan I think I said this to, to Loss before uh, during the week as a fan you feel a bit cheated because normally you know the, the, the GC is won by the best rider in the end it kind of the cream comes to the top in this situation you might argue the best rider in the race didn't win didn't win the welter. you had we'll, two we'll other riders know. who were probably we'll better know. I know we we'll never know but it yeah. kind of felt a yeah. bit like that as if they had to hold themselves back rather than work for him and that's why it felt a bit weird then. And when they attacked, you think, well, okay, they're making the attacks so that... <laughs> I think Vinicott was making the attacks so Roglic couldn't. He was getting so close to him and thinking, well, no, you can't because it looks so obvious. He did the whole thing for Van Hooydong, didn't he, to win, to win that stage. And you think, well, why are you attacking quite so hard on that stage and all, all of that? And it's a bit... It all got very, very messy. And in the end, I think Roglic was pulled into line, wasn't he? He changed his demeanour in the last couple of stages. They did the very silly, I think, on stage 20, arms linked together, as if a very obvious PR demonstration that we're all together here. I'm not so sure. Well,
0: you could argue that that they did try and break him. And Kuss was strong enough not to be broken. And if if you think about it, another rider in that position may have cracked because, oh, no, I'm not as good. Psychologically, they might have felt weaker. They're left on their own. They're isolated. So, therefore, they weren't... But they were trying to break him then. Well, That's I mean, they weren't working if, for the red jersey. That's it, so silly Even if they did, they actually weren't strong enough to get... You know, R- Roglic wasn't strong enough to get a minute and a half on him on, on a particular stage. So, yeah. you know, it, maybe he, he Kuss, can't say he was the strongest rider. <laughs> I,
2: I, I loved Kuss using Lander as his... Um, as his kind of lead out man up the last bit of the angleroo when he when he'd lost the wheel of um, uh, Rogan Ving, but but also the moment he w- won the Vuelta really was when he was coming down. You know, they come. You know, I'd love to ride the Angluru. It's amazing. I mean, it's really hard, but when you come off that top, the very steep section, and there's that short downhill to the finish line, and when he was coming down there, overtaking Lander. I mean, it was a quite a bold move because it was not very. It's not a wide road, and it's very fast. Uh, and at the same time, he was kind of did a little celebratory kind of move. With, it was his other hand, but I'm holding that on my on microphone with my right hand. But it was his right hand. And that was when he knew that he was going to make it within the time. He was going to keep his lead. And, yeah. um, and that was the moment he won it, really. Again, because he, he didn't let it go and think, oh, I should let this go. go. He yeah. thought, no, I'm yeah, going no, no, work, to
0: bloody work for this. And I, yeah. they're not getting away from me. So
1: He also rode the time trial of his life. Yeah, and I wonder if that really threw is. them as well, thinking... Because he lost only... He didn't lose any real time to Roglic. He lost Again. time to, to Remco. So they're probably thinking, oh, hold on. You're supposed to have lost 30 seconds there. And he yeah. didn't. And that but probably threw them. And that's why my... I said that's what was poised neat, neatly for La Belta. Because you think, well, okay, you're not... You're thinking, I'm in the red jersey. I'm going to protect this. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm paid to do. And also, know.
0: therefore, was he... you got to say, he arguably was the strongest rider because he didn't lose the time when he should have lost the time so yeah. you know
2: yeah exactly well it's but it's also an unknown isn't it because if you're if you're a a mountain domestique most of the time you're you're not going to be time trialing the hell out of your um you know you're not going to be working that hard on time trials because you don't want to be spending that's not where you want to be spending your energy so I'm sure for self respect you'll try and do as well as you can but you know that's probably the first time in a competitive Stage race that he's really, really pushed himself in a time trial. Yeah. Fascinating, the whole thing.
1: Yes, it was. I think it's fascinating. I mean, I think I was ended up watching it just like they were saying for the politics of it, really, about where what would they do next. It wasn't about the individual stages. He's always just lost track of who was winning. I mean, Remco went off up the road and won, and no one batted an eyelid again. Was it 10 minutes? And it was all about what are the three going to do behind? Are they going to attack each other? You know. So yeah, I mean, it did what, make. I mean, it's never going to happen again, is it? First time ever. Three, you know, top three. That's just never going to. Well, I'd say never, but it's knows, very, very I mean, unlikely. I'm, it's quite incredible, and to win I'm all likely. three Grand Tours with three different riders as well.
0: Well, well the question here is: I mean, Jumbo Visma is so dominant. Sky, Sky, Ineos, Ineos, whatever. Now they are now, used to Grenadiers. get so much stick for being having the most money and all that kind of stuff. And Jumbo Visma don't seem to get as much here when they.
2: Have got such a strong roster,
0: and obviously have got such a large amount of money, but they don't really get as much stick as what Sky used to get.
2: Yeah, although Ineos is still the best resource team, I think. Uh, By how much, though? I, I, don't da- know. Dangerous I don't. straying into facts. Yeah, that's that that, that we
1: have to we have to check that, and obviously we won't we won't be able to do that.
2: Uh, <laughs> that would be wrong. One of the pundits on on. Um, Obviously, I don't know this for a fact. I don't know anything about cycling as we've already established. <laughs> Feel free we're, to regurgitate somebody else's. Yeah. <laughs> However, I do watch Eurosport. who and Some of those people do know something about cyclists. And I can't remember, I think it was Dan Lloyd said that uh, Ineos is still the biggest, uh, by biggest grossing team and um, uh, JV in our second. So, um, you know, which, which if I was, um, what's that? lovely chap who owns Ineos. Uh, I want to say Daniel Radcliffe. Radcliffe. Used, um, Jim Radcliffe. Richard Radcliffe. Daniel, Radcliffe. Richard. Daniel <laughs> Radcliffe. Poor poor old Harry Potter. <laughs> it's not Harry Potter, is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Team it Harry Potter. See
1: that oh yeah, such, such bloody... a like such a likable guy, isn't he? Uh, know, no, the bloody, the chemicals, Potter. the chemicals, and and stupid cars company. I know, I know. Yeah. The face know. of cycling. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> 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 uh, that
2: idiocy- only David that- Miller.
1: David Mill is the only person in the world to have an Idios Grenadier. Oh, Has he got one? He, he well, did a whole thing on Twitter about it coming off, off the back of the laur- And Yeah, people piled into him about, he's got one. Yeah, oh, well, because does he, he's, uh, doesn't his sister, his sister. Right, works for Grenadier. Uh, yeah. So he, he's he got one. He was sort of bigging it up and people did. So
2: David, are you, <laughs> you sure you should be you doing sure this? About this? <laughs> yeah, you sure yeah about this? He's not the only person because there's somebody around the corner from, <gasps> from where I live has got one. There's one parked really? on the street now. It's two streets away. And I tell you, it's almost as big as the street. It's in a couple of postcodes. It's ridiculous. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you can't park it in one postcode. I mean, it's just... It's, it's double. It's—it's like, it's, it's subject to
1: a double U, Les, is it? That's <laughs> yeah, that <exactly>. big. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, this tell you is
0: what... recent. I didn't realise
1: this was recent with his... Yeah, bloody... recent. Oh my While god! While you're checking that, though, I was thinking you're saying about Yuma Visma, I agree because they don't get the same amount of stick. Is yeah. it because they ride differently as a team in, the, in those days when Sky were absolutely bossing it? They were the biggest team by far, and they just shut it down for 60k, yeah. wouldn't they? They put they put Stannard on the front or Luke Rowe, yeah, Luke Rowe, but Stannard certainly put him on the on the front for 60k and just 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 you know. Um,
2: Made it too hard for anybody. to Yeah,
1: be a, just, exactly. Whereas Jumbo-Visma now, it's and you're like you were saying earlier on, Andy. There are other riders to break it up, so do it, it, doesn't feel, do it doesn't feel, doesn't feel as yeah, yeah, it doesn't feel as if that a team can dominate in that
2: way. I think I it's because it, of the. I mean, maybe the trajectory is to to return to that style a bit if the teams around people like Pog and, um, and Remco strengthen. I mean, Remco doesn't, you know, w- whatever they're now called. They swapped over, haven't they, with Alpus in Fenix. So I'm going to
1: Soudal Quick Step. There you Sudel go. I've got step. that right.
2: Yeah, yeah. they're they they're not a you know they're not a kind of GC team and they're still not really. So, um, well, isn't that isn't that the point the, if, of the if, race?
1: If Remco is going to win a Grand Tour, he actually does need a team. Yeah, he, he can't really he can't do it on his own, can he? Yeah, he probably does What uh, It well, looks like you should
2: do is go and drive an enormous car. <laughs>
0: I'm engrossed yeah. now at the uh, the the X
2: of backlash. uh Over yeah. fascinating. I missed yeah, that. Completely. There you go. There you go. I think he was probably only lent it or something. I can't believe he's actually bought it. But um, either way, I think he was probably yeah, given. Either way. way, it felt as if he
1: was it was being given mm-hmm. to him. But you're probably right. He was probably lent you know, it with his Brompton more. chapter three. You know.
2: Yeah. Really How many, many bro- you it? could get a lot of those Chapter Three Bromptons into the boot of one of those things. In fact, probably Maybe the entire annual we'll production of, uh, of Chapter uh, Three content. Yeah.
1: Look, is there any more? Uh, is there any more venting we need to do about Velter? I have one more. Actually, I have one more thought before I pass it over to you too. Um, when they they were saying that, you know, and I, I was sort of thinking it. Um, are they gifting it to to Kuss? And no one ever talks about when Kuss does the work as a super domestique, whether they're gifting it. He's gifting it to his his teammate, which is exactly what he's doing, isn't it? He? He's working really hard and then they finish it off. But they never they never talked about the other way around. So I've kind of, in the same way, I've, I think Remco has redeemed himself in my eyes. I've kind of come around to the cuss camp, really, yeah. this time. I think, let's be honest, he's still a flipping good bike rider. And uh, he did win it. He was ahead. He did well in the time trial. And they couldn't attack him because yep. that's the unwritten rules of cycling. So, therefore, we'll never know, will we? And that's we'll the thing. Know. We'll never know if Froome was stronger than Wiggins. We'll never know if other riders were stronger than other riders because I can't think of another example other than Froome and Wiggins. But I'm sure it's happened before where riders have thought, oh, I am a bit stronger, but I can't win this race because I'm not jersey. I think it's a usually...
2: Or often as well that the mounted domestiques are just specialist climbers, whereas the GC riders are kind of a, you know, they can time trial at the very least, if not also uh, hold up their, hold up their heads, you know, watch their faces in a kind of um, in a sprint, not a bunch sprint, but you know, a kind of sprint at the end of a, a not so mountainous stage, which is probably quite important. But um, I think Cuz can do those things. Well, the I of think things it's going to be a very
0: <clears throat> interesting. Uh... End of season because I think because you know he's won a tour so therefore yeah what's what's his thoughts you know he's 29 years old so therefore is he thinking well I've got four probably four or five years left of top flight and I've just now proved to myself that I can do this so so will he get tempted mm. somewhere else I think this has done no favors for Yumbo Visma despite all the kind of like oh we're very open and everything's out on the table. I don't think that's the case. I think there's some things there that are going to prove difficult. And then in the, the Netflix thing, you know, you saw there that it was a bit manufactured, but there's a bit there in terms of like, did Van art Van Art's role in a team in the grand tours and what he's going to do next. So it, it's going to be quite interesting really for that team. What, what's going to happen next or whether, rog, will it be Roglic that goes, actually, I was so annoyed. Is he going to jump ship and go to somewhere else? And build, you know, someone that's going to offer him the chance to build a build a t- team around him because
1: he's yet to win the tour. Yeah, this is it. So, um, go on, Andy. Yes, yeah, you had fi- one final vent. Is that what you're going to do with Welter?
2: Oh, oh,
1: he's gone. You, you might know, still I'm. Ooh.
2: I'm. Uh, yeah, you're breaking up a bit for me. And also, you might have just heard my my son Rufus came in. Uh, to tell me he's got to have a shower, which I don't know really why he could come in and tell me that.
1: <laughs> well, my daughter came in, son, came in with a little bit of paper saying you need to clean my room so uh, <laughs> yeah. before she goes to bed. I <laughs> were no trying name, clothes on earlier on. No such on. interruptions <laughs> in my uh, <laughs> in my,
0: in my booth. Uh, um, oh, I've got one final thought. Go what do we think of the specialist kit for the end? the last day for for
2: Jumbo I don't and think they thing. had it made the day before did they um
0: well I don't know but yeah. I, I I thought it looked quite smart and it is it's very show offy in terms of the uh mm. the three stripes of of uh yellow pink and red you better I, I was going to say you
1: better describe it
0: well it's mainly black with the Yumbo Visma stuff but then the three bold stripes on the uh on the shirt and on the on the shorts for uh, for each of the their grand tour wins i mean that's pretty it's pretty special really uh,
1: I must admit, uh, I prefer pretty much any kit to that particular yellow. So I think it did look Ugh. quite smart, I must admit.
2: The Jumbo oh, y- no. Viz- Visma kit is awful. I mean, it's an awful... Yeah, okay. I thought you were going to say
1: you liked it. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's terrible, yeah. It's, it's no, just, it's I mean, okay, Absolutely. yellow, fine, but it's just the wrong sort of yellow, isn't it? It's really bad. Yeah, yeah. hopefully they'll change. Yeah, it. Yeah, and
2: it's, you know, I don't know. I mean, we we should like windows and dutch supermarkets probably more than we should like grenadier cars but <laughs> is it windows visma i think it is danish danish window company is it uh, isn't isn't felix like is danish as well i mean is that it is that what danish do windows I don't know. most you know, of the you know. most of the european team sort of windows and floors aren't they really floors yeah that's right well if they if those two teams ever got together you'd nearly have a whole house wouldn't you That'd be great <laughs> The
1: windows and floors, apart from uh, Middle Eastern countries. Yes, that's the other thing. That's the other big theme. You just be a Middle Eastern country. <laughs> and talking of with a huge segue, gear change. Uh, we talked about wow. him earlier. Uh, lovely pog. Are we? How oh. much are we looking forward to the return
2: of the pog at Lombardy? Oh, massively, yeah. massively. What we want is a heroic long-range attack with. Um, Pog stamping joyfully on the pedals with about 50 kilometres to go don't we well, I should have
1: checked this uh, is Remco rostered for it because I don't a, know it, it's a Remco style race uh obviously pog's won this before uh, It looks like Lawrence is now googling hard, hard. <laughs> well oh. you find this out I, I it would be, be say, lovely you know, to think be a head to head between those two
2: if the if the listener is bothered oh. staying this long <laughs> After the news that Stu wasn't on the podcast anyway, because it was obviously the only reason she was. Who did you or say he wanted to be there? In. Well um,
1: re- go on, Andy, go on, finish off. Well,
2: yeah. then, you know, they're not they're not they're not here for facts as we know. So, you know, I mean we can look it up, but shh, whatever, they can go and look it up themselves. Go on, go and look it up yourselves. I, I just wondered if Remco was riding it. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, he's not. Don't know
2: if
0: Remco is, but Roglich is. Rog, oh, rog. So rog v Pog is rog on. Pog. Uh, I'm not
1: sure Rog could if if Rog if Pog goes long. I'm not sure Rog could stick with him really. No.
0: no. Being as uh, being the merciless has, has finished his season. Um.
1: It is a. What do you think uh, about Lombardy?
2: I, lo- I love Lombardy. I, I, like I love it. this race. Yeah. yeah. I I love it. Um. Oh, no, I mean, I realize this really. I realize this every year at the end of the welter is that um, the the reason, one of the reasons why I think we love the European side, I love the European cycling season so much as well as the sport is the, you know, it's kind of it's got the, the early stage of the season carry that promise of summer holidays in, you know, sitting in your shorts in warm squares, drinking wine in France or Italy or whatever, and then. You know, you, got, which you would um, seem to do for like
0: most of the summer.
2: I try and do it for as long as possible, always in the summer. And um, and you know the, then the the the, you know, the end of all of that is the is the welter, isn't it? You know, and that's the kind of the dying embers of the summer. And Lombardia is a is the ride of the falling leaves, isn't it? So you know that's that's kind of the the harbinger of autumn and the end of the season.
1: It, it is, and I, I do love it. I love where it's placed in the calendar, and it always looks yeah. gorgeous on the TV. It is a shame the world championship because the world championships normally just go before it, and every you know you' got you've got the best ride of the year, so you've got the you only got the world champion in that race. So it's a shame that they've obviously slightly changed the order slightly with Glasgow coming before the welter. but it just looks a beautiful race. It just looks so good beautiful so it's always an exciting one as well it's always a good finish i think well i
0: i I think that i might it's one of my favorites i mean i love um flanders god the white roads the start of the season yeah
1: um
0: strada bianchi Bianchi. what you mean thank you you
2: mean well you did actually name it because strada bianchi does actually
1: (laughs) i just went
0: for the english saying um yeah yes that's that's yeah that's one of my favorite i think just the scenery for it and then it also just it's the start proper start of the season really um but yeah according to one with the
2: white roads the white roads what's that one the called? Right the one, one with the white roads <laughs> yeah <laughs> white roads that according one yeah to pro cycling stats,
1: <laughs>
0: the pro cycling stats say go on well
2: yeah. it's
0: obviously not all the teams have started to list their riders so there's only one team that has listed their riders group so you'll be pleased to know Tibo Pino is riding it. He'll Pino, never win it.
1: Hold on. Pino Tibo. Pino Tibo.
0: Pino <laughs> So We know he's not going to win. Uh, there's only one Ineos rider listed at the moment. Pidders. Is- Pidders. No. Oh, oh, Uriakowski. Oh, Uriakowski. Fiatos, there are two Emirates, Pog and Mark Hershey. And there's one rider listed for Soudal Quickstep. Oh, and it is. Oh, Remco Eveneple. You said he wasn't Ross. I, I just—I was looking for the facts. I'm ah. just—I'm looking at. Pro oh my goodness! So facts. we are going to have. Well, he's—he's—he's. He's, they're clearly listed. His name is listed. Other ride, oh. other teams haven't got anyone listed yet, and he's listed. This is going to be good. I mean, that would be a brilliant way to finish the season. Well, do
1: you remember when we first when we started this podcast uh, months ago? Uh, we looked We were disappointed that we didn't have. The Pog Remco at Liège,
0: yes, and at the
1: fight—that's the end of the season. Are we going to get Pog Remco at Lombardy?
0: Well, let's not too, get too excited because obviously our factual checking—I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. is, is, <laughs> I'm, all I can say is I'm looking at pro cycling stats, which obviously all the best commentators do.
2: <laughs>
0: but you know, there we go. Let's, let's hope. Let's hope that it's true because I think it will be amazing.
2: Yeah, yeah the, even the Euro. If that website seems a bit slow, it's because all of the Eurosport people are on there at the moment looking as well. <laughs> For their podcast, whatever that is. I don't know. I don't listen. It's crap. Um, I've it, uh, I mean, been doing this
0: for a fair few
2: weeks now, so, you know. Van and Van Art, that would make a clean sweep, wouldn't it? If it was Van der Poel, Van Aert, Rog, and, uh, oh, Pog, yeah. oh. rog Pog and Remco, flipping heck, what a race. Oh.
1: What a race. That would be tremendous, wouldn't it? That might well, that might require us to get together to watch it. I think. Well, I was about. I was thinking this before we just before we recorded. I thought we probably do need to get together to do a live one. We haven't done for quite a while. So now you're going to tell me which just to confirm which date it's on. Is it the se- is it the seventh? It's okay. well. You yes. mean you don't know? No, because I'm going to be in France that weekend, so I'll have to maybe take everything. I thought it was that weekend because it's <sighs> the second. Not miss a second. That's not get getting first, together first to and watch it. Then is it? Anyway, well, I can take my laptop and we can do this. I meant, I meant. Physically, oh, physically get together.
0: Well, yeah, Ooh, that okay. ain't gonna happen. I mean, Andy spent so much time in France; he, he can't possibly go back <laughs> again. Question.
1: Uh, well, I'll start with this. <laughs> Actually, I'll start again. I was. Is there uh... a question? Have you got a question? <laughs> there will be a question. There will be a question. I was yeah. running. Uh, past a local Evans, well, it used to be a local Evans cycle shop a few days ago, yeah. and saw that it was closed. And I thought, oh, okay, that's a bit surprising. And I noticed, uh, I don't know whether you guys saw it, that Velourushin, that has four shops across London, they have closed, and they've closed their online uh, online store as well. Oh, really? So question to you, when was the last time you both used a local bike shop? Because last I time can't time. remember the last time I did. And is it my fault that they're going out of
2: business? Your <laughs> fault. Yeah. Next. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: So uh, when was the last time then? Ross? I
0: used one, I think it was just over a month ago when I have been, as I say, have not ridden my bike for so long. And what did I have wrong? Uh, wasn't gears. There was something wrong with it and i was planning to go on a ride that weekend which i don't think i ever did in the end um and i took it to my local one uh in in honor oak
1: andy what was your last one
2: um a little while ago i can't remember exactly how long ago it was but a spoke broke on my back wheel and i went to pearson cycles
0: yeah i'll name check mine mine is (laughs) vaders in uh (laughs) Vader's, yep. Vaders
2: cycle. Vader's cycles. Vaders. Mine was Pearson Cycles. Pearson. Vaders. In, in X Pro Rider. This
1: episode is brought to you in association with
2: Vaders. And, and Pearson Cycles, <laughs> London's oldest cycle, cycle. shop. <laughs> um,
1: we may need to work this up a bit more, but anyway. <laughs>
2: yeah, I think I think there's they need to know obviously they'll need the data on our listenership, which may be a deal breaker, but you know, we should be <laughs> approaching them.
1: Absolutely. Well, I just thought it was interesting. I don't know oh whether my this God, is a growing, growing trend. On. Oh, no. Oh, no,
0: This is awful. This is awful news. Oh, no. Vaders is are gone.
1: closing down. Vegas Shit.
0: Is <laughs> yeah.
1: This is breaking news. This is breaking news. Okay. So th- my point, my question to you then. So it's your fault. You haven't been no, going uh, enough. No,
0: no, no, not quite. Hold on. Just to give you, no. right. I don't know Keep what the, I've got to find out the news now for the next week's pod. <laughs> We're yeah. sad to tell you that Vader's Bicycles, the brand, has been disbanded. Mm. Uh, the two guys that run it are both shops. They've got two shops. will still be open, but trading under new names. So we'll, we'll have to work on that. <laughs> ad, so it's no longer Vader's. It's, it's uh, 166 Velo in Blackheath or VG, VG Bikes
1: in Honor Oak. Some bit of so brand, a bit of brand dilution is. there. Dilution a whole going story there. to find out there yeah, for, yeah. in local shop news. Anyway, well, I so, I just um, I offered you a question here, and obviously I've opened up a bit of a can of worms here, which is uh, which is good.
2: Is some um, Vader's V A D E R S though, as in Darth Vader, or is it spelled? It's
1: it's V. I'm probably
0: not pronouncing it right. We all say Vader's. It's V A I D A S.
2: Uh, okay,
1: Vaders. So Andy you didn't say when. We, so that was uh, a, a spoke. But you're not. You got. Plate. You're not. We're not doing it regularly enough. I suppose is, is the is the issue, isn't it? Really, people are buying I mean, stuff online. Uh, I suppose the only time I really use it is for servicing. That's when oh. I when I tend to use a or bike
2: shop. Yeah, I did just before I went away uh, in August, though, because I took my bike with me. Um, my uh, chain uh, snapped. Part snapped. Didn't fully snap. But One side snapped, and I spotted. Fortunately, I spotted it. It kept coming off. It kept um, losing the chain, and I just couldn't work out why. And then I realised it was part snapped. Anyway, this is really dull. But um, <laughs> I had to buy <laughs>
1: bike chain chat. I
2: had to buy, I had to buy a new bike chain, and the only in haste because I was going away, and the only place I could find one was Condor Cycles, Condor Cycles of Grayson Road, <laughs> uh, where I could actually go and pick one up that was in stock e eCar uh, uh, chain, um, and then uh, obviously, as a, as as anybody who's uh, knows anything about bikes will know, you put an old a new chain on an old um, cassette. cassette or set of sprockets, and of course it doesn't fucking work. So it slips. So I then had to go and buy the uh, cassette as well, which I also got from Condor Cycles of Grayson Road, <laughs> and I have to say, <laughs> okay. there um, it. Under some pressure, their service was excellent. This
1: is this is almost as exciting as <laughs> gear ratio chat.
2: <laughs> well, they had the right ratio. Come back well, next
1: time know. for for chain chat. I'm just checking if Condor cycles are still going. <laughs> right. yeah. We're not going to <laughs> put another one. We're not going to put another one out of business. <laughs> Wherever we go. <laughs> Killing them off to. one by one, <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Matt, don't go to a bike shop, don't go. <laughs> it
0: right. literally is all your fault, Matthew. <laughs>
2: yeah, it'll only come.
1: Oh. Now, the reason i have a bit of a soft spot for well, I was a bit disappointed with Belarusian. Belarusian, although what was up saying it because they got on
2: there too, um, too late. I bought yeah, my first they hardly go to sponsor yeah. <laughs> hold the receivership, guys. For the love of Pog needs a sponsor. <laughs> the- <laughs> We may not have a shop anymore, but we can still sponsor our podcast.
1: (laughs) Because it's what the world needs. You see, another bloody cycling podcast, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I
2: wonder if there are any any cycling nutrition firms just about to go into receivership that we can also interest in sponsoring us. We could
0: make a niche market oh, just bring up all these dying brands. No no.
1: We, no, no, we can do it to rivals, you see. We will put your rivals out of business. That's what we need yeah. to do. We'll kill off the competition <laughs> with chain chat. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say I had a bit of a soft spot for Belarusian because I bought my first Brompton from there about, I don't know, 16, 17 years ago. And it was a cool little shop. He had one shop, Andrea's the guy that ran it, in Great Portland Street. And then yeah, I think he sold up, or venture capitalists bought 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 him out, or whatever. And it, there was four there were four shops in there and they all sold really nice clothing, sort of different stuff you wouldn't normally get anywhere else. So it's a real shame if they can't make a go of it in central London. That's I find that a little bit weird and a, a disappointment, really. But uh, we obviously need to do more.
2: We do. I went to the Velourian on um, King's Road once. <laughs> You might, have to work, you might have to work that anecdote
1: up a bit more. <laughs> That's it. I didn't buy anything. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I think it's probably time to uh, to wrap this up, don't you? Uh, <laughs> Shall we, uh, we leave we, it there then?
2: Yeah, before we kill any other bike shops. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.